Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guarding the last outpost of freedom like a beacon of light to the world. And exercising our freedom of speech like we're the third monkey on the ramp to Noah's Ark. And brother, it's starting to rain. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis Sar Avalone. Okay, so the headline says United States Senator uh-huh. Kirsten Cinema yeah. of Arizona is leaving the Democratic Party to become an independent. Right. Now this is just what, days after Democrats won a Senate race in Georgia. Right. Secured fifty one seats in the one hundred member chamber. Yes. She says, now before you you run off and start applauding, oh, here's another defection to the Democratic Party. She's had enough of them. See, we were right. Right. Before you you go off on on that tangent. I'm not sure I would have done that, but okay. But nevertheless. It's a horrible impersonation of me. Well, it wasn't you. It was just, it was a a a compilation. It's a compilation of of impersonations. Several different. Yeah, I see. I, that's why it didn't sound like anybody in particular. I'm just going to continue now. Okay. Now she says, and here's a direct quote: "Like a lot of Arizonans, I have never fit per- perfectly in either national party, right? Okay. Neither the Republicans nor the Democrats. But here's something you need to remember: we all should remember, she is not a maverick. She voted with Chuck Schumer like ninety percent of the time." I mean, according to ProPublica, it's actually about 64% that she tended to agree with Diane, Diane Feinstein. The Biden administration said today that she agreed with Joe Biden 93% of the time. So cinema doesn't need the far left of the Democrat Party, mm-hmm. and she never has. What made cinema hard to beat for the GOP in Arizona is that she doesn't play to the far left. She goes after the center. Now, pair that with her election being a dress rehearsal for the manipulation of the 2020 election via mail-in ballots, polling center shenanigans, and serious counting flaws that run rampant in Arizona, especially Maricopa County. Cinema snatched victory from the jaws of defeat against the appointed incumbent, Martha McSally, right. when she was first elected. Right. So let's not get confused by any notions that Senator Cinema suddenly woke up one day and found herself to be the next coming of Goldwater, of Barry Goldwater. No, no, no. But she has been um, she has been annoying to many people on the far left in the Democrat Party. And at t- sometimes she's been the only person standing in the way of the Democrats ending the filibuster and packing the Supreme Court. So while I don't agree with cinema on most things, there are a couple of things that she has done that have been invaluable to the to the survival of our republic. Well, she says she intends to maintain her committee assignments from the Democrats. Right. Uh, an aide told Reuters on a condition of anonymity. But an aide said would not say rather 
whether Cinema would continue to caucus with the Democrats. I think the aide may not have said that uh, the Biden administration is expecting her to caucus with the Democrats. Chuck Schumer has said she's not losing any committee assignments. She's well, expected we, to caucus well, yeah. with them. Well, we know that she's not going to caucus with the Republican Party. Right. Uh, that's according to an interview she did today. So if that holds, Democrats could still maintain greater governing control mm-hmm. in this closely divided chamber. Right. Now, this bombshell came, though. You know, if you believe in coincidences, right? But this bombshell came as the future of the Democratic president, Joe Biden's agenda in the second half of his four-year term, was already clouded by Republicans who are set to take majority control of the House of Representatives on January the 3rd as a result of the November 8 midterm election. Right. So with its strong conservative bent, I think House Republicans already have put Biden on notice that they will seek deep domestic spending cuts, a more robust border, uh, and it will be up to the Senate Democrats to defend Biden and act as a guardrail against Republican initiatives. And And I think she may not want to be in a position of having to defend Joe Biden. I I agree with that. I don't think she wants to be in that position. I don't think she wants to be in the position of having to defend Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I don't think she wants to be in the position of having to defend the squad. Look, I think Kirsten Cinema is a lot closer to Tulsi Gabbard than she is to Nancy Pelosi. Well, I think you're right. And I think so far she her statements at least indicate that she will continue working in the independent minded way that she has demonstrated over the past two years as as a Democrat. Uh, I think it's more than two, right? Well, let's see. I, I think it is more than two. Actually, I think it's been four years, right? Maybe it's four. Yeah. I mean, she's been collaborating with Democrats, Republicans to enact legislation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been unafraid of throwing up roadblocks, like you pointed out, stopping the, the that frustrate the White House. Yeah. She, she and Joe Manchin are the reason they did not get rid of the filibuster. They wanted to get rid of the filibuster, and by getting rid of the filibuster, they wanted to pack the Supreme Court. She's the reason neither one of those things happened. That's huge. That's huge. And that is that is an independent mind. Yeah, she voted with Joe Biden for 93 percent of the time. Okay, but that seven percent, that seven percent stopped some of the really worst things that Joe Biden was trying to accomplish. Okay, I just checked. Yes, she's up for reelection in 2024 if she decides to seek another term. So my question is this. Mm -hmm. Do you think Democrats are going to mount a challenge against her in Arizona? Yeah, because she's not far left enough for some of the Democrats in California. I I definitely think there will be Democrats. I'm sorry, in in Arizona. There will definitely be Democrats, likely from Maricopa County, who will try and run against her, which then could split the vote. Who knows what happens at that point? And see, on tax policy, for example, I mean, you could go down the list here of Mm -hmm. of policy initiatives but on tax policy cinema is more in line with the republicans i mean she 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 opposes biden's move to raise taxes on the wealthy and corporations right and at the same time you've got cinema and mansion who have worked in a bipartisan way on high profile bills that have become law including a major bill that will invest huge huge sums of federal dollars to combat climate change 
Look, cinema, I think... So she's all over the place. She really is. And and she looks at each individual issue in, in a different lens, and, and she is hard to peg down ideologically. I think she's got a much better chance of getting reelected two years from now than Joe Manchin does. I think Joe Manchin is done. I, I don't think the Republicans will vote for him in, in West Virginia, and I don't think the Democrats will vote for him in West Virginia. So I, I think of the two... Cinema is much more likely to retain her seat, even though she's going independent. And so far, Joe Manchin's remaining with the Democrats. But see, listen to what she wrote in an op-ed to the Arizona Republic. She says there's a disconnect between what everyday Americans want and deserve from our politics and what what political parties are offering. Right, because people are thinking about what should government do. The people in government are thinking about what can government do. Those are two different things. Just because the government can do something doesn't mean it's something the government should do. And oftentimes it's something the government shouldn't do. You know, like changing the filibuster. Okay, so conservatives can nod approvingly as cinema aggravates her own party and enjoys the benefits. But by no means should conservatives support her based upon her policies or her voting history. Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. As we were just talking about, Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema announced today she's leaving the Democrat Party. Cinema said she's planning on registering as an independent and announcing her party change. Cinema denounced the, quote, loudest, most extreme voices on the party's far edges. She said she had promised voters when she first ran for Senate that she would be an independent voice for voters. Practically, this doesn't change much in the Senate since Cinema will still plan on caucusing with the Democrats, helping them to retain control of that chamber. Well, there are two other senators who are independent, Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Angus King of Maine. Yeah, but neither one of them is really near as independent as Kirsten No, Sinema. but they do caucus with the Democrats. And the th- second thing you need to know before tomorrow, another document dumped from Twitter shows not only that the company was shadow banning conservatives, but it shows how they did it. In a series of tweets from the journalist Ari Weiss, the details, I'm sorry, Barry Weiss, the details of the program were shared to the world. It includes the names of prominent conservatives who were restricted through, quote, trends blacklists and search blacklists. It included Dan Bongino, Charlie Kirk, and libs of TikTok. Twitter employees called these actions visibility filtering and not shadow banning, but they had the exact same effect no matter what term was used. But see, this is exactly what we knew to be true. We said, hey, you're shadow banning us. And Jack Dorsey goes, no, we're not shadow banning you. And in his mind, he's thinking, we're visibility filtering you. No, they can also search ban you. So yeah, if oh yeah. somebody's looking for American Ground Radio, for example. And you go search them, you can't find them. Huh. Funny how that works. By the way, Facebook's doing similar stuff. And the third thing you need to know before tomorrow, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals has struck down another mandate from President Biden. Biden issued an executive order demanding that all hospitals have gender transition surgeries and therapies, even if that goes against the moral and religious convictions of the medical staff of the institution. A group of Catholic nuns, hospitals and clinics in North Dakota sued and a lower court blocked the order. The Eighth Circuit Court affirmed that block today. And earlier this year, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals also blocked that same mandate for violating the First Amendment's religious freedom protections. You know, this Biden administration, this is their doctrine. You just throw it against the wall. See what sticks. What can government do? Not what government should do. And that's why we keep getting all this stuff 
slapped down. We'll be back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Lewis. Sorry, Avalone. Well, it's certainly not out of the range of possibilities. We're just talking about how the federal government went Mm -hmm. to Twitter, went to Facebook, shadow banned, got folks' account access blocked right? because they were espousing positions or advancing agendas that were different, that were contradictory to this administration. Right. Visibility filtering, basically uh, making it hard for people to see you on those social media platforms. So here's the question. Uh Uh-huh. Let me tell you the story first. All right. Tell me. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) I got to get this out. Yeah. If I don't have the context, I can't answer your question. Okay. So NBC News reports that in WNBA player Brittany Griner. Uh-huh was offered, Russia offered to release her or Paul Whelan. Okay. Who is a retired Marine. Right. And he's being he's been held for four years now on a 16-year sentence for spying, even though he wasn't spying, the Russians planted a USB drive on okay, him. Okay, so let me, let me underscore this point. Uh-huh. NBC reported that the Biden administration had a choice whether to take Paul Whelan, uh-huh. the ex-Marine, right, or Brittany Griner, the WNBA basketball player, right, and they chose Brittany Griner. Sure. Then suddenly, mm-hmm. NBA in NBC News scrubbed that story, right, because it contradicted the White House story. The okay. White House administ- the the administration's story is. Is that Russia was not offering Paul Whelan, the former Marine, right? Wasn't offering him up for freedom. That's right. But do you believe that now? Do you be- the fact that NBC News made that report saying that Biden had a choice? He chose a WNBA player over a former Marine, and then they. Altered the story, right. scrubbed the story, rewrote it Look, after the, they figured out that it was not consistent with what the White House story narrative is. The last big story that NBC scrubbed was the story on Hunter Biden's laptop. Nope. It was on Paul Pelosi. Oh, on yeah. On the attack. That's right. They, that too. They said they reported that Paul Pelosi was willing to answer the door, then walked back. And that was when the guy hit him in the hammer. They scrubbed that story, but then the local NBC station reported the exact same story. So I don't really know. We got a question for our American Mamas. Dear Mamas, is the transgender community now fighting with all the other letters in LGBTQ+. Well, let's ask our American Mamas. Mama, Mama. She said... And joining us now, our American Mama Terry Nettaville, Denise Arthur, is out and about. So there was a protest in California, a, uh, a feminist group mm-hmm. standing out there. They were just standing on the sidewalk holding signs, and the signs were saying, we don't want trans men or men who say that they're, they're trans, mm-hmm. who say that they're women. We don't want them in our prisons with, with women. We don't want them in women's prisons because California now says, hey, men can go into women's prisons, not a problem. And they've ended up with lots of problems like women getting pregnant and mm-hmm. women getting raped yes. and beaten. Yes. Uh, gosh, who would have saw that coming? <laughs> I think we all saw that coming. So while they're holding these signs up, some other people 
come up, mm-hmm. uh, and it looked like a coordinated attack to me on video because it came from multiple directions. There, the people that are attacking wearing black hoodies, face masks. You can't see any of their face. One they of looked Antifa. They, they look, like, look Antifa. like Antifa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're holding umbrellas, right? Uh, and then another one came on well, a bicycle. That, yeah, they came in. It's so interesting because this group, this it's a, a known lesbian feminist group, right? And it was a silent, peaceful protest. They were just on the side of the road, and the big sign was basically their website, so that people could go to their website to find and, out more find out more information about why they were protesting and tifa doesn't want you to have any information they don't want that at all <laughs> so they ambushed this group of women on their bikes with hoodies on with their face mask on you know the usual antifa garb they started throwing uh, eggs at them they threw There's eggs yolk at them. everywhere all over them so the women standing there peacefully yeah, protesting peacefully. now you have a violent opposition yes. to the protest and then they fought and stole the signs yes. from the pulled the signs out of the, the arms and it looked like you know they say that you can be man or, or woman, change all the time. I'm telling you, the body shape on those Antifa people looked pretty male to me as they're yes. pulling the signs away. And the women were saying that. They were like, these are, because they were transgender activists. Mm-hmm. And the women started yelling, you know, because they started ripping the signs. That's what they ambushed them on their mm-hmm. bikes. They started ripping the sign away from them. And the women are just saying, they're very calmly saying, wait, what's happening here? Right. You know, they were just very calmly, wait, why are you, di- what is happening? And then one, one woman said, these are men, these are violent men. They were transgender activists, come to find out, and they did not want people going to this website to discover the truth about what happens with this law in place. And I thought that is so to me, there should be consequences. These men are transgender women, whoever they are. They should be held accountable for those actions. But what are the odds of that? It won't in happen. California. And, and see, that's the thing. That's the problem. They know there will be no consequences, just like these burglars that go to these stores. And they, they know that if they get less than $900 worth of goods, that they will not be charged with anything. I mean, they right. know the law better than we do. So, that, so they knew that they were going to be able to get away with it. The women were so rattled. And my heart went out to them because they were silently letting... You know, Denise and I have said this many times about um, biological men transitioning so that they can compete against biological women. We saw what happened in the MMA world when that uh, uh, transgender woman who was biological male beat the fire out of that MMA fighter that was born a female. Right. And I think that's the first time that a lot of people go, oh, 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 okay, we need to do something about this. He almost killed her. Yeah. It was a man beating up a woman. Mixed martial arts. Oh, Y'all, yeah, yeah. it was um, Joe Rogan was the first one to call it out and said, "Hey, uh, this is this not okay. This is not okay anymore. And this so, is not okay." And so the transgender activists go after Joe Rogan. Yeah. Well, and the, exactly. Well, a lot of the women there's this um, there's this trans activist named Dana Rivers, born a male, transitioned to female, and then murdered two lesbians and their child before setting their house on fire. Mm-hmm. And so they he wants to go into a female prison system. The women don't want that. And, and you know, they just heard, I think in New Jersey, there was a, a male who identified, he had all of his parts, he identified as female. So they put him in a female prison system where he impregnated to, no telling how many others that he, right. you he's, know. He's, he's creating babies inside the women's prison. That's right. And so these women were just silently protesting that, saying, Please think about this. Go to our website. Right. Get informed. Get educated so you can see if this is something you agree with or not. They were doing no harm. Nothing. They were truly just trying to speak their truth. 
trying to tell the truth about this situation. They were actually just wanting other people to go look at the information. They weren't even saying yeah. anything. And this is what happens when you are an act. Usually it's the Antifa, the, just the far left activists who are just irrational. Mm-hmm. They come bo- ambushing them, bombarding them on their bikes and, and just rip that sign from them, pelting them with eggs. And it just is baffling to me that this continues to happen and that this has been so politicized, you know, because if you listen to the mainstream media, they say, well, this is just a, this is a protest, a peaceful right. protest. No, no, this is, <laughs> and or they'll say attack. this is mostly peaceful. Yeah. No, it was a counter protest. It was, no, it, was, it was an attack. It was an assault and it must stop. And, and it makes you wonder, is the transgender community at war with the rest of the LGBT? When you see stuff like that, yes. you start to think, eh, maybe well, so. If they are, if they are, if they are at war, mm-hmm. I hope the community wins. Because what they're doing is wrong, it's dead wrong, and should be illegal. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, go to our website, AmericanGroundRadio.com slash mamas, and click on the Ask the Mamas button. Denise Arthur will be back. Terry Nittable, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We'll be right back. Keep your ear to the ground. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. Stephen Paul with Louis R. Avalone. Okay, so the pop singer Lizzo. Uh-huh. She's not in my playlist. Oh, no. Probably doesn't come as any surprise to I would, Yeah, I'm not anyone. surprised by that at all. But nevertheless, she received the People's Champion Award. At the 2022 People's Choice Awards. Okay. And the reason that she received the People's Champion Award Uh was for her activism on abortion. In fact, (laughs) in fact, she praised the co-founder of Shout Your Abortion, which is a group that seeks to normalize the Mm -hmm. killing of unborn babies. Right, yeah. And she praised the co-founder, saying that she's doing such great work mm-hmm. to, quote, normalize abortion. See, there's nothing normal, though, about abortion. Exactly. It's abnormal. It's a, it's, it's a surgical procedure. It's an invasive surgical procedure. That's not normal. And it ends the life of a human being. In order for us to do that, we have to turn off part of our brain that is geared 
with the morality oh, that no, no. killing other people is wrong. She was so proud of yeah. her position. She said that since the beginning of her career, uh-huh. that she has used her platform yes. to amplify, and I quote, marginalized voices. Oh, like hey, uh, the Liz- people who can't actually talk at all, those yeah. unborn? Those, yes. Those voices are pretty darn marginalized. Yeah, the babies in the womb. Yeah. How about that marginalized group? It's- 63 million unborn babies have been aborted in the United States since 1973. You want to talk about marginalized groups? Let's talk marginalized groups. And notice the language here, because I say words have meaning all the time, right? The people's champion. A champion is someone who fights for those who are uh, not able to fight for themselves. Okay, that's where the phrase Mm -hmm. comes from. That's what a champion is. Okay. How can you be the people's champion when you're advocating the unjust ending of the life of people? But she's just following in a long line of other Hollywood celebs like Lady Gaga, John Legend. But the problem is there are people that follow these celebs. There are people that listen to what Lizzo has to say and how she lives her life. And they're like, yeah, right on. That's a problem. Let's dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, whoop, about to step down. Working in a coal mine, going down, down. When he was running for president in 2016, one of the themes that Donald Trump kept coming back to was the idea that our leaders make bad deals. Remember that? That our leaders are dumb, especially when they're compared to other nations. Remember that? Yeah, that, that our the federal government makes horrible negotiating the people working in the federal government just they, they don't know how to negotiate they, they haven't read his book the art of the deal and see very frankly yeah that is what frustrated china uh-huh. so much was that donald be- trump was a tougher negotiator than anybody else that had ever faced china from the united states and it was costing them some a lot say of money. some say trillions of dollars every year here's donald trump with a similar thought this is from earlier this year at cpac the problem is not that putin is smart which, of course, he's smart, but the real problem is that our leaders are dumb. Dumb. So dumb. That's the, the real problem, he said. All right, so earlier this week, the Biden administration made a deal with Putin, who is smart, as Trump said, to exchange WNBA star Brittany Griner for a convicted international arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death. We got back a D-list celebrity. They got back an A-list terrorist. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. does that sound like a smart deal to you? We'll trade you an international arms dealer who is selling shoulder-mounted anti-aircraft weapons to terrorists, and in exchange, you give us a basketball player who is playing professionally in Russia. You give us one of our citizens who has said she doesn't like America and we'll give you back one of your citizens who also doesn't like America. Is is there any way you can spin this to make it sound smart? No, this was a this was an early Christmas present to Putin. It was. Now, John Kirby, Biden's national security advisor, went on NBC with Andrea Mitchell and he tried to explain how this was a smart deal. Take a listen. Uh, the, the deal that, uh, that we got with Ms. Griner was the only deal we could get, and now was the only moment we could get it. Uh, so we took advantage of that to, to get one American home. But as the president said, we're going to stay focused on, on Mr. Whalen. Okay. If the only deal you can get is a D-list celebrity 
in exchange for an A-list terrorist. But wait a minute. No, I, I get that. But why are we resigned to the fact that this was the only deal okay. that we could That's, get? No, okay. But let's hold on a second. Listen to the whole point. If that is the only deal you can get, that Brittany Griner for the Merchant of Death is the only deal you can get, you say no to that deal and you walk away. And, we, and you come back to the table and you start over. Russia knows we won't say no. And that gives them power over us in the negotiations. They know our Biden administration is so desperate for a deal to get Griner home that we wouldn't say no. We wouldn't walk away from the negotiations. I, I think it's not so much that we wouldn't say no. It's that our negotiators didn't know how to say no. There's an article in Psychology Today, The Power of No. Here's what it says. Why, wielded wisely, no is an instrument of integrity and a shield against exploitation. It often takes courage to say it is hard to receive, but setting limits sets us free. We are currently trapped by Russia to have to give them terrorists back in order to get a celebrity on our side because we don't have the strength to say no. You know, I, I don't want to oversimplify this, but, you know, back in the day when uh -huh. you used to negotiate for an automobile, for example, right. and you were in the dealership, when they made you an offer uh -huh. that you, you know, maybe it was close. Yeah. You had to have courage. You had to be willing to walk out. Yep. And most often, when you when you got to that point, yep. that's when you got more concessions. Previous job before this I had, they gave me a contract offer. First deal, it came in way below what I wanted. I wrote back to them, good luck with your search. Within seconds of them receiving that email, they called me on the phone. Oh, we're, uh, we're, not, we're not done. And I got I got what I wanted in the contract negotiation. But it takes effort. It, it takes and courage. And it takes courage. And there's a business book by Alan Green, The Power of No, an ultimate guide to mastering your negotiation skills. He says, occasionally saying no is necessary. If you want to earn as much advantage as you can, resolve differences, and succeed in almost all your endeavors, sometimes you have to accept a no. In 1985... Ronald Reagan met with Mikhail Gorbachev oh, in that, Reykjavik. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, they were talking about nuclear disarmament. And, and, they they and, both wanted the deal. Reagan really wanted the he deal. He really wanted the deal. Absolutely. But Gorbachev kept saying, "You have to get rid of your Star Wars program. You have to get rid of SDI." And Reagan wasn't going to do that. Reagan said no, and they walked away from Reykjavik without a deal. Two years later, they came back together in Washington D.C. And they got the deal, and Reagan didn't have to stop SDI. And in fact, we're using targeted energy weapons right now against drones from technology that we got from the SDI initiative. And that is the power of no. No, no, no. If Griner for the Merchant of Death was the best deal we could get, and I say if. We should have walked away. The fact that we didn't will make it harder to get our political prisoners out of Russia in the future. It's why, what, Thomas Jefferson never negotiated with pirates, right? Back in the day. It's why Donald Trump keeps saying our leaders are dumb. You're listening to American Ground Radio. 
Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis Sar Avalone. But her constituents have to know she's corrupt. They have to know that she's not being honest. She's not what? ethical. What? And, and, you know, you say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're saying all these things about her. You don't have any evidence. I don't even know. What I'm saying is, who are you talking about? I'm talking about Representative Maxine Waters. Oh, yeah. From They've California. got to know she's corrupt. They've got to know that she's just not she, she has. She, she is, is not a servant. She's she's a great example of how power causes brain damage. She believes she deserves that position, and as a result, she has lost empathy for the people she's supposed to be serving. She has taken one million dollars from her campaign fund. Right, which she do, She thinks she deserves it. That this is my right. This is what I deserve. And she has paid that mm-hmm. monies, those monies, to her daughter. Yeah. I, I mean, and and it's for it's for tasks like slate mailer management fees. Mm-hmm. She got paid eight thousand dollars to to mail out stuff to for campaign mailer. Uh, it, no, it's for her right. It's management managing of it. Yeah, just managing supervising. It. No, not the not the postage no, because not the that's, printing. That's franking. that's expensive. That's franking, right? Yeah. Uh, in Congress, you don't pay for postage when oh. you send out newsletters and letters to your constituents okay she's getting paid to manage so basically to bring the printed material Mm -hmm. to the i guess the house post office yeah she gets paid eight thousand dollars hey look it's good work if you can get it but she's she's collected a million dollars from her mother's campaign fund and the fec Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to it doesn't seem or the house ethics committee Right. There's some nepotism going on there. And again, the voters in her district in California, because this gets reported and people ignore it. They just keep voting for anti-Maxine. But again, I'll bring up the point. They got to know that she's not she's not on the straight and level. I, I think they do. But I think they think, well, she deserves it. It's our crook. You know, ah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It is time for Fake News Friday. You are fake news. Here's how we play our game, kids. I'm going to read you a headline. You tell me whether it's real news, fake news, or really fake news. Real news. Uh, It was reported, and it is true. Fake news. It was reported, but it's not true. And really fake news. Well, that's just you making it all up. All right, first one. By the way, make sure you keep your score and then go to our Facebook page and tell us what's going on. I got my hand on the buzzer. Go. All right. All right. There are more Democrats in the Senate than Republicans. Real news, fake news, really fake news. That's fake news. That's fake news. You're right. There are actually more Republicans right now, 50, than there are Democrats, 47. But there are three independent senators, Angus King, Bernie Sanders, and now Kirsten Sinema, all caucus with the Democrats, which gives them the majority. And even next year, there will be 48 Democrats and 49 Republicans, but the Democrats will maintain control because of those independents. Uh, The first Gen Z person elected to Congress got denied for an apartment rental because he has bad credit. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? I think they... They said he had horrible 
credit, <laughs> and that is real news. That is uh, Maxwell Alejandro Frost. He's uh, from Florida. He's about to try and serve his first term in Congress. Switzerland is planning on banning people from using electric vehicles this winter. Real news, fake news, really fake news. That's real news. That is. They import most of their electricity during the winter since they've been phasing out coal and nuclear energy, so they don't have the electricity to let you power your electric car, which they also want you to have. Yeah, wait a minute. So... They want you're you to have gonna, the electric you're not car. Not going to drive during the winter. Not allowed appear. to drive it. No, they want oh, you to have it to save just the planet. Not to use it. Yeah. Okay. James Cameron is planning on releasing a new version of Terminator Two, but this time without any testosterone. Real news, <laughs> fake news, or really fake news? <laughs> that may be his wish, but uh, that's really fake. That's news. That's really fake news. There were no female action stars before Jennifer Lawrence. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? Well, of course that's fake news. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence kind of stepped in it this week. Uh, she she said that during an interview and. There were no superheroes. Um, she, no, she said she was the first female action star. That there hadn't been any, uh, and Sigourney Weaver and uh, all these the Wonder Woman lady, yeah, uh, Linda, uh, Carter, Linda Carter, yeah. Um, well, Charlie's Angels. They had the three, the uh, Drew Barrymore, and uh, whole, there's been tons. All right. Uh, when a disabled veteran asked for a wheelchair ramp at her house, the government instead offered to send her a kit that would allow her to kill herself. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? You know what? That sounds ridiculous, Uh huh. but that's real news. That's real news. Canada, they have a medical assistance in dying kit, made kit, that the government passes out to people. This person asked for a wheelchair ramp, and they went, well, if you're so depressed. See, that's why being pro-life, it's not just about being no, anti-abortion. It's not. Jane's Revenge, a pro-abortion terrorist group, has threatened to shoot up a Catholic campus ministry center at the University of Nebraska. Real news, fake news, really fake news. That's real news. Yeah, but no arrests have been made so far. Democrats can't be election deniers because the term election denier only applies to Republicans. Real news, fake news, really fake news. Well, of course that's fake news. Yeah, those Time Magazine wrote that. Using proper grammar makes you a white supremacist. Real news, fake news, really fake news news well that is fake news yeah that's from a, a teacher in california boston city council approved a petition to allow 16 year olds to vote in a local elections real news fake news really fake news that's real news and the last one there's a new antifa themed elf on the shelf that burns down a different part of your home each night real news <laughs> fake news or really fake news that's really really fake news yeah that's uh, from the babylon b but that's funny that is funny as long as it's you know fake yeah. n- really fake news yeah of course hey that's how we play our game tell us what your score is go to our our Facebook page and uh, let us know what your score was. Did you did you beat Lewis? I think you got them all I right. I did well tonight. Very good. Yeah. You're heading into the weekend on the right foot, my friend. I got the right momentum. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Lewis R. Avalone. Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys yeah. star linebacker, yeah. Micah Parsons. Oh, man, that which, guy is good. Which, by the way, yeah. he is having a fantastic it's amazing. season. Yeah, again. Well, he found out that ex-Marine Paul Whelan, mm-hmm. who was convicted in, in 2020 of spying, right. was sentenced to 16 years in the maximum security Russian prison, yeah. was not part of the swap mm-hmm. for Brittany Griner. And the merchant of death. He tweeted out, wait, nah, we left a Marine, hell nah. Right. And the left mm-hmm. just converged on him. They did. Oh, they got felt so bad. He's a young guy, and I'm. Yeah, I felt bad for the the pressure he got. So what he said was right. No, it was it was spot on. 
And then he goes, and then it, he kind of downgraded. He did. And then he got to the point where he was like, you know, uh, well, this was the best outcome. I pray Mr. Whalen comes home, but I'm extremely happy for Brittany and her family. I'm not too prideful to admit when I've made a mistake. And and really what he was saying was he had family yeah. who served in the military right. and that he thought it was crazy that p- the president of the United States wouldn't bring this ex-Marine or this retired Marine home. The only mistake he made was in apologizing for saying what he felt. He, he, they should When they came after him, he should have just went, whoa. When I say whoa, I mean whoa. Young Madeline wanted to own a unicorn, but she realized that it might be against the law. You see, Madeline lives in Los Angeles where they have strict rules of what kind of animals you're allowed to have as pets. So Madeline wrote a letter to the Los Angeles County Animal Care and Control. She said, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. Well, the Animal Control Office thought that was a perfectly reasonable and mature request, so they wrote back giving her permission as long as she met a few requirements. The unicorn must be given regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows, fed watermelon at least once a week, and have its horn polished at least once a month. The agency also sent Madeline a stuffed unicorn for her to have until she can find a real one in the wild. A government agency with a sense of humor. It's pretty good, isn't it? May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy.